Welcome, YouTube creators, to the Tube Labs podcast, because you can't experiment enough or talk too much YouTube. I would like to welcome Daniel Patel to the Tube Labs podcast. Thank you so much for dodging that tornado to get here with us today. I, I, I'm telling you, there's a story behind this, folks, and maybe we can get into it. But more importantly, I want you to share a little bit about, honestly, over the last year, literally, your rise to some sort of prominence in the YouTube community that a lot of people are kind of envying. No, no names, but my name is Rosh. And uh, how you doing, Daniel? <laughs> preach to us, really man. Great. Preach. <laughs> hey, uh, I, I appreciate you having me here today. It's very nice to be on the podcast. Um, yeah, my, my meteoric rise. <laughs> said. Funny. Um, I've been, I've been sort of trouncing around, um, different social media platforms, YouTube included, trying to, um, help people understand that the, the thing that I did wasn't anything particularly special. Uh, and, and it's funny because I run into a lot of people who are like, what was the thing? How did you do it? What right. was the trick? What was the magic that you had that I don't have in my equation? Right. And I, and a lot of it is really simple messaging that I keep trying to um, show to other people in their own channels that if you can just be really focused and really clear in understanding what it is your channel is about, who your target audience is and why they should watch your channel, the entire world of YouTube becomes infinitely simpler. Right. Yeah. And that's kind of it in a nutshell. Sure. Focused. And, and, and I know you had to do what I think everybody had to do, and that was to find that focus. Yes. You, try, you tried a few different videos, different styles, different ideas, and then you finally uh, found your, your place. Um, why don't you describe what that is? Obviously, Fillmore is a big part of that. Yep. Um, but what was it that kind of clicked? What was that? A lot of times there's like this spark video that says, ah, this is where I need to go. Well, um, it's probably more, um, it's, it's, it's more nuanced than that. When you say, you know, I've had a few videos that went back and forth. I've had a few channels sure. that went back and forth <laughs> because fair. I actually started on the platform with a channel called Extreme Food Reviews that my, at the time, nine-year-old son said, Dad, I want to do a YouTube channel. And I had been using YouTube since probably 2012. Mm -hmm. um, but I used it as a hosting platform for videos that I embedded on other websites. I own a construct, I owned, I'm now, I am now a full-time content creator, but I ran a construction company and that's what I did, home renovations. And then YouTube was a good way after the phone book disappeared years ago, we used to just put our advertisement in the phone book. We'd spend $7,000, you'd get a good page and then you were good for the year. Right. And it all changed to a different paradigm where the search engines became a thing. So I was, I had to learn what SEO was and how to be found on this internet thing that they had put out there because the phone book was going away. And that, and when my son came to me, I said, you know, I actually have a, I don't know if you call it a channel. I have a YouTube thing right. that I put videos on if you want to do that. And it was monetized at the time because um, the new rules hadn't come in with the, um, with the amount of subscribers and watch hours. It had right. the watch time, but not the subscribers because I right. wasn't building it as a channel. Right. It was the hosting platform. So we did that for a while and it was a lot of fun. And I told my son, Hey, as long as it, as long as it's fun, we'll do this. But the minute it stops being fun, let's not do it. I don't ever want it to be a chore. Sure. So we had a bunch of fun with it and we made maybe 50 videos and it's that channel's actually monetized. It has maybe 3000 subscribers, mm -hmm. um, but it was real unfocused and it was fun. And it was about us. 
Right. And, and it was a good learning experience because in the process of making that channel, um, when you, you know, you start getting into the regimen of uploading and trying to do the things that you start learning that YouTube wants you to do, right? Make the right channel art. Um, try to think about topics that people might like, make it interesting, learning how to craft a video. So there was a big springboard there where I sort of learned how to, how to actually build a YouTube channel. Right. Um, just in terms of the, the physics of it, like how you upload and how you optimize and how you put the thumbnails custom and how do you get the custom URL. And that was, a, that was the beginning process. But what hit me was we had done a few um, videos on that channel, like when my son would be either away on vacation or he was with his mom or something and I wanted to upload, I decided and we would just on that channel, we would eat hot sauces and spiders and you name it, we <laughs> tarantulas and you name it, we ate it. Um, and I decided I'd start like doing some recipes in the kitchen. I like to cook and I'd show how to make some of the hot sauces and things that we like to eat. Sure. And those videos started exploding. There's, you know, we, they started getting up. There's some that are well over a hundred thousand views. Nice. And I realized there's a, there's a thing that you need to do that I'm not doing because I've got videos that are, you know, 600 views right. and I've got ones that are, you know, a hundred thousand views. Yep. Why is one doing really well and the other isn't, you know, cause I'm not that great at cook. <laughs> it wasn't the cooking, <laughs> um, but it was, you know, I learned at that point that, oh, if people were tuning into the recipe ones because they were well optimized. You could find them. They did all the SEO stuff that I had learned. But it, was, it started becoming information-based. It was, it was tapping into things that people were looking for. Right. And there were, there were questions being asked. There were answers out there. And I had positioned a few videos between the question and the answer. And I was the guy. You want to learn how to make a cool hot sauce? Try this. You want right. to learn how to make spicy pickles? I can I show you how to do that. And those things took off. Right. Not so much the eating tarantulas because, you know, it's clever. <laughs> like, you know, it's not it's not clever yeah. um yeah you know i, I and, and i have the same thing with my channel my my my, my highest views about seventy five thousand. you know but it's it literally is straight up how to you yeah. know and and the ones that are totally how to um i like to just put it out there it's, it's the basic fact that these are videos that are screen captures and don't show my face big advantage <laughs> <laughs> advantage and so well, I I, I this new channel on the new channel that i have now which is just my name i all the original thumbnails had my face in it because i'm like branding you gotta have your face right, you gotta do right. that the minute i took my face out of them and started just using images i doubled my ctr <laughs> so, nice you well, there's so been a lot of experiments out there right so either i'm ugly which is an <laughs> extreme possibility or you know it's there's a connection thing it's funny uh, this has been a learning process for me where it really was just tapping into uh, learning to read the channel. The channel will tell you when you're doing the right things. Yeah. When I was talking about those recipe videos that took off, when you do something right, your channel will tell you by increased views, increased connection, better watch time. And right. if you learn to, to tap into um, read your channel when it gives you those signs and be tuned into them and learn to do more of the things that work and yeah. less of the things that don't suddenly life gets a lot better surprisingly the magic happens yeah i mean but what is it you know i hear this a lot from youtubers so saying well yeah but that big video that took off has nothing to do with my channel you know it's not what i want to talk about and i think that that's very common um, for, for a lot of YouTubers, you know, do you ignore that or you do you just bite the bullet and make that follow-up video? 
Well, here's where um, I always lean into creators and say, listen, there's, there's three things that YouTube wants from every one of us, irregardless or regardless, whichever word you prefer, <laughs> um, of what niche you're in or what you're talking about or what type of channel you are. YouTube just wants you to bring people to the platform, get them watching, keep them watching. Right. They only want that so they can serve them ads and drive revenue to YouTube. Absolutely. They don't care as long as you're not violating terms of service, just do those three things, right? So there's your mission. There's your mission. And knowing that, I tell creators the easiest way to tune in and be able to do that is to come up with a strong value proposition. And by value proposition, I tell people, give me one sentence that tells me what your channel's about, who your target audience is, and why they should watch your channel. And every time I present somebody with that question, go, give me your, give me your value prop. They're like, well, you know, I'm a, val I'm a vlogger and I talk about lifestyle and I follow the, uh, my, the travels that I do with my family and the adventures. And next thing you know, there are three paragraphs in and I went, if it took you right. three paragraphs to explain to me what your channel's about, how was a viewer supposed to know? Right, because so, you have so, seconds. You have seconds to get that. Right. So you when know. you have a strong value proposition, you can, it, it can make it very easy for you to understand how to build everything else on your channel. My value proposition is really simple. I help content creators make better content in order to grow their YouTube channels. So it's right there. You know exactly what I'm about. You know right. who my audience is, content creators that want to grow their channels, learn to make better content, right? Why right. should they watch? I'm going to teach them the things that will make their content better. Real simple, real straightforward. It's answered in one sentence. So when people talk about having that one breakout hit, I just went around the globe to get back to your question. But when we talk about that one <laughs> a fun ride, it's good. <laughs> when we talk about that one breakout hit, you go, well, that isn't what I wanted to make. That's not what my channel's about. That's why I say, well, then why are you making that video? Right. You know, you're the guy, if you're the guy who in the middle of you have a, you know, a cooking channel and you'd see that fidget spinners are hot and you make a fidget spinner video, why did you make that video? If it didn't meet your value proposition. Don't make that video, even if you think that it can drive a lot of views. Because if you stick to your value proposition and zoom in on that one target audience, you'll never have that issue where one video takes off and you go, but that's not what I'm about. Right, right. What, what is the one thing that you've seen as you have, especially over the last you know, year, six months even, spending more and more time with creators? What is that question you, you, you're hearing that you didn't think you would hear maybe that this maybe just came, it's like, wow, I, I, you know, why is everybody asking me this? You know, is there something that kind of sticks out or, and you can certainly say no. You know, there's, you know, I'd love to say that there's one thing, but what surprises me is that the same questions get asked over and over in, right. uh, in the guise of a different question. And I keep looking at creators and saying, you're thinking too hard. You're thinking yeah. too hard right. because I think that, you know, I come up with every analogy possible to try to make it easy for people to understand the message that I'm trying to send forward. Right. And I've used them all. And I was, it was funny, I was talking to my girlfriend who was trying to understand, you know, how YouTube channels work too. And she's actually works at a salon. Um, and I said, imagine being at a salon and the customers don't like your salon. Right. And then, and then you start thinking, is it because of the colored nail polish we use? Uh, is, it the, is it the scissors we use to cut hair? Is it the wrong chairs? It can be all of that. 
It can be right. any, any one of those things, but it's bigger than that. It's much bigger. It's the ability to have perspective and step back and go, listen, you have this thing that you're trying to talk about. And there's an audience out there that you're trying to connect with millions of different people that all have different lives. They're come from all over the world, but there's this one thing that you're interested in that you have information or you, that you like to talk about or that you can provide value about. Right. And each one of these very varied people who are all different lives might all share that one thing. Just try to find that one thing and do that as best as you can. Because if you do it really well, you'll start growing your channel. And that's all I did. My channel, again, I said my value proposition. I'm trying to help creators make better content. Yeah. I was fortunate enough when I started, before I started this channel, I, I knew that I didn't understand completely what I needed to do. And I reached out to my pal, Brian G. Johnson, yep. who was just sort of a, an acquaintance at the time. And I actually hired him. And I said, listen, I need, to, I need your time. You know, I'm going to hire you as a consultant. I paid him money to come in and just talk with me for a while and really get me focused, the kind of thing that I do with people now. And he had a very clear vision. He's he told me a lot of the same things that I'm saying now was just, right. you know, you've got to declutter. you got to declutter this, Daniel. Find out what that thing, that one thing you want to do. Get focused. Be clear. And I actually built an entire like cooking channel because I thought maybe because the cooking videos had done well, I'll do a cooking channel. Right. And I built a whole sketch with some you know trailers, and we looked at it and assessed it. And I and I had done in the meantime, I had done some some work for Morning Fame. I had done a video yep. for them uh, showing how to use Nico's um, keyword research tool, right. just as a one off because I like Nico and I like his his. Uh, yeah. His software. Yeah, he's been on the podcast. He's a great guy. Yeah. He's really great. Um, and that video got attention for me because a lot of people like Nick Nimmin and Brian were coming to me saying, hey, man, I saw that video. You're really good at explaining to people things that are a little more complex in a really simple, digestible way. Have you thought about doing something that's more informational in that way? You'd be really good at teaching people some of the things. And I started to realize as I'm struggling to build a channel that could be possibly successful, that was my channel. It was the struggle of how to build, you know, success, make better content, build and grow a YouTube channel. I went, wow, the, the life, the thing I'm living is the story. That's the channel. Right. So I dialed in and, we, and we, we really tried to work on, Brian helped me like target things. Um, and it was really catching on to, I had been using Fillmore for all the editing. So right. we had done discussions about what, how I could really start to launch and move things in a direction. And once I started making tutorials, showing people how to do things with Filmora that maybe they didn't think they could do, make some better content, some kind of flashier, I call them magic tricks. Right. That's when things started to click. That's when things nice. started to click. Nice. Where do you want to take your channel? I mean, what do you have a goal? I, I often say to people, there's no point on YouTube in which you have arrived. It, it, there is no arrival point because the person who has a thousand subs wants 10,000, 10,000 wants 50 and 50, you know, silver play button. Why don't I have gold? And who's this PewDiePie guy? You know, what does he have that I don't have? I mean, at 10 million in, in above, you know, it's so there's never an end point, but do you have a, a, a goal of where you want to be or what you ultimately want this to be for you in your life as a YouTuber? Yeah, you know, and it's funny. I'm one of I'm not one of those guys that that scoffs at the name YouTuber. You want to call me a YouTuber? I'm a YouTuber. Uh, the reality is that I'm probably more of a content creator. Sure. Um, because it's it's more than just the YouTuber thing. If YouTube disappeared, I would still continue to do this thing on a different platform. I right. I've already started reaching out in different ways. Um, my goal was pretty simple right off the bat. Once I 
launched into this channel, I said, I need to very quickly find out a way to make enough money that I can stop doing the other thing that I'm doing. I was getting old. Both of my knees needed to be replaced. I was like, this construction's uh, not a long-term solution for me anymore. I've been in it for over three decades. Um, so, uh, you know, I really jumped in and said, this needs to be profitable. And I think people who are new to the platform think that being profitable means you need to have, you know, a million subscribers or 100,000 subscribers because they think in terms of ad revenue. Uh, and the reality is that I, uh, I came, I've always been a fan of, listen, there's going to be a lot of ways to make revenue and I want to explore every one of them. Right. Um, and a big part of it with me is I moved forward and I was reaching out to people and I was making a lot of connections, getting into the community, really trying to provide value. Um, TubeBuddy reached out to me um, randomly uh, and had hooked me up with some um, free licenses for my channels. They just saw yeah. what I was doing. And it was a weird progression with uh, Phil Starkovich is the yeah. uh, CEO. Phil's great at that. You know, if he, he does reach out to folks. He's really a, a very giving person in that world and supports. I mean, even my little YouTube Detroit community, he reached out and supported us. He really is a good guy at that. He can absolutely lots opportunities. You know, TubeBuddy's a great platform and, and it's nice to have someone behind it that you really can feel good about, you know, a, a real stand-up guy, so. At least 100%. in my experience with them. Oh, 100%. And that it was funny because, again, I, you know, I'm one of those people that I think, um, you know, it's, you know, if anyone was listening and said, oh, well, you know, you had TubeBuddy reach out to you, you kind of create your own opportunities. And right. I know that that sounds like such a crap line. And it's the truth, though. I was, uh, I had become friends with Brian G. Johnson. I had spent a lot of time in his Facebook group. He eventually made me a moderator in there. I spent a lot of time investing time in the, in the group, moderating, helping other people in there. Right. Um, eventually made me the admin. He and I are the two admins to his group. Right. Um, something which was a, interesting. He'd never been, it's his group. Why would there be another admin? Um, but we connected in that way. And it was just because I was always providing value to other people. Um, and that same thing happened with Phil as he was talking about some updates in the group. And I had jumped on a post and said, oh, that's fantastic. That sounds like you'll be able to do X, X, and X. And he was like, you're right. That's something we would, would you like to beta test this? And like an idiot, I'm like, yeah, I'll beta test. <laughs> and I don't know if other people beta test these softwares and these new things that they're coming out with. And they probably tell them, hey, it's great. It's wonderful. But I didn't know any better. And he said, beta test it and tell me what you think. And I hit him back with like a 10-page report with screenshots and suggestions wow. of wow. why I like things and what I didn't and what I would change and why I don't think those things will work for me as a creator. And he got quiet for a little while. <laughs> and then he hit me back and he said, would you be interested in doing this more often, but like if we gave you money? <laughs> and that was the beginning of that relationship. That was one of the first um, real revenue streams outside of you know uh, monetization on YouTube. Right. Uh, that I was able to drive. Very nice. And just recently, um, I just, the other day, inked a deal with Phil Mora that's a, you know, I won't tell you a number, but it's a five-figure deal. Sure. Where I had done nothing but build these Phil Mora videos that were helping me grow my channel, staying niche down. Um, it helped really grab a very specific subset of my target audience, content creators that wanted to make better content but wanted to use it, do that using the tool that we were all using, Phil Mora. Right. And it put me in a position once those videos started driving, you know, hundreds of thousands of views. I went to Phil Mora, who had never had an influencer uh, that they had a brand deal with. They paid a few people for singular videos. Right. And I said, I'd like to do this longer term. And I said, here's my proposal. And I said, I'll do 12 months and I'm, this is my numbers. And 
this is what I'd like to do. And they, it kind of baffled them. They were like, we've never done this before. Huh. But the, the way I had positioned myself, I had been really engaged with them along the way, engaged with film work. track record. I did. And I reached out to them on Twitter. And I, I always tell people, shout out the companies you're using. If I have a video that's doing really well and I did something with Filmora, I would post it on Twitter and I would say, you know, if you want to learn how to do this new, you know, transition effect in Filmora, but I would, for Filmora, I would use Filmora's Twitter tag handle so that they were aware I was talking about them. And they, all the different aspects of the different parts of that corporation started realizing who I was because I was showing up in search. I was showing up on Twitter. I was mentioning nice. them. Um, and a lot of other people were meant, if I would be in a, if I went and watched a Filmora video on their YouTube channel, I might leave a comment like, hey guys, that was a really great tutorial. And next thing you know, there's all these other people going, oh my gosh, Daniel's here. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. it was about networking, creating opportunities, really making yourself accessible and known, yeah. giving a lot back to the community, that kind of thing. Absolutely. You know, understanding, I think you, you said it well earlier, defining your audience and giving back to that audience. And not everybody's going to have the same path, but everybody is going to have an audience. And that, that truly is something you need to understand. I, I, I think you've done that very well, um, especially you. with, um, you know, finding some areas, the Fillmore thing, you know, element, you know, that as we were discussing in the very beginning, having something you can show people how to do. I mean, if you're a really entertaining person, go for it in that arena. You could blow up huge, but there are a lot of people, <laughs> you know, are. That, that are very entertaining and have a lot more personality than I do that, you know, are going to just, I, I don't have a shot. But having a little bit of knowledge that you can share that maybe other people are not sharing well, you know, in, you've done a great job with that. So that's, that's wonderful. Well, I appreciate that. You know, it's, you said that it's really funny. I hear that a lot where I, I'll talk to creators about like, well, you know, what is your channel about? What's the value proposition? And no matter what they're doing, whatever their thing is, I always said, well, you know, I want to entertain people. And I remind them to entertain people. You're asking people to be invested in you. You're asking them to like you and they don't know who you are yet. Right. Because your channel isn't about your subscribers. There are there's true group of people. When I talk to people and I say, who's your target audience? They start talking about the people in their comment section. And I tell people, listen, that's not your target audience. Your target audience is the tens of thousands of people who have no idea who you are, who share that one thing that you're passionate about, that right. they're passionate about. Right. The people who have already subscribed and they're in your comment section, that's your community. And you might, I might have someone in my community jump in the comment section to go, hey, Daniel, can you show me how to do that same effect in DaVinci Resolve? And I'll say no, because <laughs> I don't use DaVinci. Not that I may not try it in the future. It might be a tool right. I want to show people how to use. But if I start chasing the requests of the people in the comment section, the community, then I'm trying to make very small individual videos based on the needs of individual people. That's not my audience. I need to use keyword research to say, what is keyword research showing me a lot of people are looking for? A lot of people. And if I can make those videos, then I'm going to reach more people. I'm going to attract more people to the channel. And when I can find alignment between the thing that my target audience wants and satisfies the community at the same time, which is usually easy because I'm very niche down. So if they're already here, it's not like me making another Filmora video is going to bother them or showing them how to, you know, make their YouTube channel grow a little quicker and give them some tips. Right. It's all in that same it's all in that same target. So as long as I stay really niche down, I can keep attracting new people who find value because the idea is if you can get someone to stumble across your video, 
and they watch one and then they watch another and maybe a third there's a much higher probability of that viewer becoming a subscriber and growing your channel and that's what i want to do right so as we wrap this up, and I really do appreciate you taking the time, you know, we, we weren't kidding about the tornado. <laughs> no, it, was real. it was real. Literally, it was real. I, had to, I had to call Rosh and say, hey, man, this is like a tornado warning. I, I might have bad internet. Give me another 30 minutes. I'll let you know. <laughs> that's great first there's a first for everything right. so i've heard all the excuses man but that was the first <laughs> no that was great if there's one last thing you know first of all, i definitely want for people to understand how they can contact you and all that we'll, we'll do that afterwards but i want if somebody's coming to you right now and i know in many ways you've already given this advice and information but you know someone's just knocked on your door and said danielle i'm opening a you know i'm starting a youtube channel what do I do? What, what, what are my next steps? And I know that's a long conversation, but just to kind of a take find, away. You know, find out what it is you want to, what you want your channel to be about and who, what audience it might serve. When you're brand new to YouTube, everyone thinks that you're supposed to step in and know how to do it. Experiment, try different things. That's what I did. It's yep. going to take time for you to learn how to make great content. I'm still learning how to make better content. We all are. Yep. So you're going to, and you're going to need to build up a catalog. I have people come to me and go, I don't know why I'm not getting more views. I go to their channel. They have 15 videos up. I'm like, you're a child. You're a newborn. You got to build a catalog. Each video, you learn more every time you make a video. You need to get 50, 100, 150 videos up before you'll even start getting some traction if you're doing the right things. Right. So you really want to try to find that really narrow lane, get into it, say, this is what my channel's about. I'm going to stick to a, a value prop and I'm really going to watch what connects. Because if I try one thing on my channel and it doesn't get a lot of views, don't do that. If you make another thing and you see it really connects, go, wait a minute, why did that video connect? Was it the title? Was it what I was talking about? Was it the way I made that video? And just try to repeat those things. Think about how easy you can make it. Stay very narrowly focused make content the, to the best of your ability and give yourself time to grow. Great. Daniel, how can people get in touch with you? Where is your uh, YouTube channel? My YouTube channel is my name, Daniel Batal, B as in boy, A-T-A-L. You can find me on YouTube. Um, I'm also on Twitter, the same name. It's just my name everywhere. It's all about <laughs> me. It's on my coffee mugs. Perfect. <laughs> you got it done. And right. you can also find me at danielbatal.com. I am a channel consultant. Uh, and if you're interested in booking time with me to talk about your channel, Daniel, um, you can do it there. Perfect. Well, Daniel, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the Tube Labs podcast. Thank you for having me, Rush. I really appreciate it. The Tube Labs podcast is hosted at thetubeblog.com. <laughs>